Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your host Ayla Hadi, Allison Weaver, and Johnny Pinea. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. Yeah, it's so funny how you had mentioned uh, what was it much to do about nothing? Wait. Yes, no. I was just watching it before we were here on the show. Yeah, because this particular piece of industry news, we're, we're traveling to the world of theater, um, yes, specifically Broadway. Choice. Yes. Yeah, I was like, let's, let's take a breather. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> I, I was about to say the other off limits. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's been a while since we've had a like musical play really uh get hype since like six. Um, but you know, just it's been a while since we've seen something like a musical capture that worldwide uh attention in the same way that some of the previous musicals that I mentioned have. Um, but I think that this new musical might be it. It's called The Dark Lady, and it's actually being developed. Oh, that's cursed. This... Are they doing it on the Scottish play? No. No. Um, but the the lady from that play does appear in this play. <laughs> um it's being developed at the National Music Theater Conference. Which... We're not going to name that play. <laughs> and um, it's actually the <laughs> same, I believe, conference that Hamilton was workshopped at a long time ago before it hit, you know, actual Broadway. Mm-hmm. And um, they have an exciting cast lined up. And it's got this interesting what if scenario right um it's you know how there's that theory that shakespeare's plays were written by a woman somebody else yeah 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 so um it's taking that what if scenario that it was in fact written by a woman named Emilia Bassano um, and they are making a synth pop musical following that storyline I thought it was like synth pop synth pop yeah synth pop synth pop no Uh, I'm not (laughs) you're not feeling it I'm feeling it but you're not feeling it oh it's interesting taking (laughs) i think it's interesting when um musical theater takes on i do think it's interesting when it goes into musical influences but synth pop yeah synth pop um the person who is actually doing the music is uh veronica mansoor she's only 24 years old the play is being written by sophie boys Mm -hmm. i hope i'm pronouncing her name correctly yeah um and they're doing staged readings well they they completed the staged readings it's july 8th 12th and 14th and they're doing some uh 
uh, sorry, not rehearsals, but um, they're doing auditions for some of the roles, even though I think that most of the main cast has already been set. Um, so you have, sorry, there's Samantha Williams. She was oh, she's Caroline, dear Evan Hansen. And then um, there's uh, Kyle Selig, and he was in the Book of Mormon and Mean Girls, and he's playing mm-hmm. William Shakespeare. Um, there's Erica Henningsen. She was in Mean Girls and Lemez, and then she's oh, playing the part of Viola. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we have Elizabeth Ward-Land. She was in City of Angels and Passion. Um, well, they have Viola Jay- in there. That's going to be, so they're just doing a mashup. Of Shakespeare. I think so. Yeah. I think they're going on the journey of Amelia writing these plays. 12 um, Oh, and they do have Lady M um, being played uh, by Jade Jones. She was in Vanities and Beauty and the Beast. Mm. And they have Julia as well. That's being played by Julia. Liana. <laughs> Yeah, Liana Ray Conception Concepcion, and then um, Manu Narayan. He was in Company and My Fair Lady. Yeah. He's playing mm-hmm. the part of Henry slash Alfonso. Um, and oh, sorry, I was mistaken. So I said that this was develop being developed at the same conference that developed musicals like um, sorry, Hamilton. It wasn't Hamilton. It was in the Heights. Um, and also Nine, Violet, The Wild Party. And um, it's looks to be like a big, exciting, splashy. Um, well, that'll be happening. a splash of Samantha Williams is the lead. <clears throat> yes. And she has a really good voice. Of, oh, I bet. And also like the people involved in the project. Like if you go on to Veronica Mansour's website she actually has like some rough cuts of some of the songs that are being featured or worked in the play and one of them (laughs) is called shake on it shakespeare which is kind of um she yeah she's she's only 24 but she already has like a long career as as funny as that sounds like she's done a lot of work um including serrano no that's not funny because a lot of people start out really early yeah and she was only like she was a mentee for a a mentorship program with maestra and the society of composers and lyricists and she was a mentee in 2022 to 2023 and now in 2023 she is working on this musical i mean honestly like very much like a go-getter she's lucky it'll be interesting yes it'll be interesting to see she's also like a cellist and she she does a whole bunch of stuff so it'll be interesting to see what happens with this play if it actually does manage to get on broadway and the music that will come from it i know you're not a fan of synth pop but it could be a fun twist to you know typical broadway music well yeah it's gonna it's gonna expand their broadway repertoire a little bit yeah so that's good it'll be fun but seeing I just these don't characters like i think i think the characters <laughs> I like synth will be pop. good yeah i like synth pop so maybe that's where it's for you the yeah this is for me 
but that's our industry news for this week. Like this is fresh. This is hot off the press. That this is hot news because I didn't even know about that. Of course, I yeah, don't like, like sitting pops. They wouldn't tell me. <laughs> exactly. Like their last round of auditions, I think, happened yesterday. So this is like. How did you find really out that they're having finishing auditions? Um, because there are um news you pieces know people? on it. Oh, oh, they actually sure. are. They're, they're really performing it. They're really, I mean, they're really pitching this. So it will do well. They're pitching it yeah. really big. Oh, they're doing, people yeah, don't they had public readings too. To, yeah, normally people don't. Yeah. Yeah, like this seems like it's getting a real uh, big push. And uh, yeah, it says of course here it's getting a push that, right now. It's going to be yeah, a hit. In, yeah. It's saying that Z Ali Khan is directing the public readings and that Anessa Marie is the music director. So lots going on. My mom. Oh, and it's at the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center. Well, well, they're really trying to get a splash. Yeah. I'll say. And That's that is wild. one beautiful cast, I have to say. It's described as audacious and joyful with an effervescent ever effervescent wit. And the Dark Lady brings this what-if scenario to life with lush pop composition, tight lyrics, and undeniable rhythm in a gleefully subver- subversive celebration of theater. So... That's very interesting, and it looks like it's going to be a hit. It will be a hit. In fact, I think it will be a very big hit. Yeah. Do you think that Veronica is going to be marketed as the next Lin-Manuel Miranda? No, I don't think that's the case. Unless she has a really... Unless she has a really, really good run. Yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda is somebody who is absolutely next level. He he started when he was so young. Yeah, it took him a while to get where he is now. Like a long time to really, to Mm -hmm. really, to really get. She has a very bright future as we can see, she has the lines, she has the charisma, she has the... I think I remember seeing something from her before, actually. Her face is very familiar. So, I don't know. I'm not in the musical world right now, but yes, she does have what it takes, I think, to hit. But it all depends on the audience, honestly. It depends if the audience feels her. Of course, of course, Samantha Williams and all the, the rest of the cast is already people that people love. So mm-hmm. I think they will they will probably um really latch on to it, but that really depends on how the audience is feeling at the time. Yeah. If that makes sense. I just realized that um Sophie was a writer for the show Skins. So that's interesting. Right. Well, Sophie is excellent. So somebody, yeah. somebody connected them. Somebody. Yeah. 
definitely did a favor. Oh, man. I can't wait to see this. Well, to hear it, probably. Well, you can probably see it, too. You're on that side of the world. So go to New York and see it, for God's sake. What is your problem? Just go do it. So easy to do. Yes, it Um, is. You just have to go there. Before the ticket, you should go when it's earlier in the run, or else the tickets are going to be really expensive if it goes well. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I'm gonna have that's to. That's like, what I'm saying. Track it if you're really <laughs> interested in it. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well. Um, my industry question. It's. I think it's a pretty tame question, and it's one that I think would benefit not people, not only people within the industry, but you know other industries as well. Um, for more green and new people, um, you know, dipping their toes in the industry who maybe um, don't have the necessary skills in crisis management um and especially like in in live productions where things can be unpredictable and things can go wrong what are some tips um that you can give people on how to develop those skills well the first thing is you're gonna have to be working with people whether you like it or not especially if you're on tour especially if you're in a working for a theater you definitely going to be working with more senior people. And Mm -hmm. the point for working with more senior people is you got to know they are there because of a reason It's so competitive. Don't just walk in there. I don't care what kind of training you got. I don't care what kind of bells and whistles, theater school or road school or whatever you think you got. It's nothing like the industry. Even if you've had shows Mm -hmm. under you, like you will, if you're a theater major or, or in the show business majors, they all get good amount of shows under them before they go on to the to the thing, but or they should. But if you're yeah. if you're on the bottom of a theater, for example, you better respect the senior people. And if there's a problem, mm-hmm. don't assume that you know how to fix it right away. You okay. gotta tell your stage manager and you need to make sure that you're following the right rank because it's like a pyramid there's you rank on the bottom which means you might be just sweeping the stage for a little while Mm -hmm. and doing things like cable management or whatever i don't care how many certifications in dante you have or whatever you you're gonna you're gonna do basic things until they believe they can trust you so in a crisis you are mainly under somebody else when you're mm-hmm. starting out, you don't have any responsibility or any say. So you need to talk to your stage manager and your department leaders and your your media supervisors. If there's a crisis, there's like no, it's, you don't really have autonomy, I would say. And you're probably going to get haze or have something happen. Usually happens to the new people where they see if they have enough grit oh. for this industry. Yeah. So it's rough in the beginning. Really hard, yeah. But then when they see that you know yourself, then they will slowly give you more responsibility. Yeah. And stuff. What's a crisis that you faced in early on in in your career when you were an underling? Oh, for me, it was a crisis, but it wasn't really a crisis if you know what you're doing. 
Nobody officially taught mm-hmm. me how to do a sin stage management or blocking. So one day, <laughs> one day I was helping as an assistant to the stage manager for blocking one day because they asked me and I don't remember how in the heck I got that job for that day, but usually I was running props or doing something benign, but I guess there was a lot mm-hmm. to do. So they wanted somebody to just stand in and help to block this scene. I didn't know anything about how to make your blocking easier. I didn't know anything about like how you actually notate or write do shorthand so that you could actually write down everything that like is happening when they're blocking because yeah. directors go really crazy. And then choreography on top of that, like I was like, do I draw sick figures? And my friend's like, no, like you don't <laughs> do that. You have to use the actual words. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Like a Ron, a Ron the what? A Ron is a What's that? <laughs> How old were you? Uh, sixteen. Oh, so you were like young, young. Yeah, I was a little, little part. And so the <laughs> the 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 person who was working with me was like nineteen or twenty or something, because this was in the youth theater, and. Mm-hmm. um this person was very patient, but I swear I could not block to save my life. I kept drawing stick figures and like different parts of the upstate downstate. I'm like, I don't know, crap, crap. They're like, just draw the like letter of their name and a little arrow where they're going. I'm like, oh, I thought I had to like, <laughs> and I was so stressed because the director was stressing everyone out because he was like hype. He, yeah, made you rest in peace, wonderful director, but like. I literally was like, <laughs> I was a mess. <laughs> Thankfully, they helped me and they had extra copy of script, but I I really failed that time. That was a major crisis. I was so scared. Yeah. Thankfully, I was like not doing more than like prop running or something. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, one time, there was a time where the one of the levels of the set nearly fell down, but thankfully it didn't. Like the stairs like oh, broke, oh. but the actor wasn't on it. Like Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> but anything oh, can be so a lot bad. of things can be fixed with tie line and gaff tape. So yeah. but not stairs, not so- bad. <laughs> so you uh got along by asking like more senior members of production for help and i had to look like an idiot for a while because i didn't know what i was doing and you just kind of fake it till you make it or admit that you're just not there and you have to ask questions and they'll tell you some little little funny stupid things like go find me the the left-handed monkey wrench which doesn't exist or like and they find that fun i think it's funny yeah (laughs) <laughs> so it's, and then everyone is like under a lot of pressure. So they, they'll make jokes at the expense of the younger ones until Aww. you actually get it. But it's not like they're meaning and, and mean, like to be mean or, 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 or whatever. They're just trying to, they're showing rank more than anything. And they are mm-hmm. trying to be helpful in the way that they joke and tell you that like, that's not actually how we do this. Cause they actually do. Yeah. They're actually very protective of the new kids. Because they know that the new kids don't know anything. But if you are someone who claims to have experience and you don't know Jack, that's a special treatment. (laughs) 
Well, how, how would you advise people in that position? How 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 would you advise them in crisis management? Someone who has bitten off more than they can chew. Good luck, kids. Because you're expected to solve it. You're expected to solve it. So if you have seniority, you're expected to solve that. You yeah. And you may need to solve it with somebody else, but mm-hmm, you are not going to be respected one minute. Yeah. So don't lie on your resume. Don't, because they will find you and they will tear you up. (laughs) You can't last very long if you lie in this industry. There's too many things. Well, that's good to know. Like cables dying, amplifiers dying. You have to know if you have any signal. Like all kind. You can't just go and try to claim you know with that. Like, stupid idea. <laughs> yeah. Did, so, were, were you in panic mode or was it just kind of more of like stress? I was definitely stressed. I don't know if I was in panic because this was a rehearsal. So you can't be panicked during a rehearsal because they're there all day. Yeah. If you were in panic the whole day, you'd probably have a heart attack. I was just stressed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm envisioning some of these scenarios. I'm like, I feel like it would be very easy to just be in panic mode all the time. There's a lot of substance abuse and stuff because people are really stressed. Yeah, I bet. There's like oh. impossible deadlines. Like, all right, change this lady from a like a regular gown with heels and all the matching accessories into a wedding dress with all the matching accessories and heels and et cetera, et cetera. And quickly move them from stage right to stage left on a big proper stage in 30 seconds. Oh, wow. That's what? happened. 30 before seconds? People. Yeah. Velcro is your friend. Velcro. And three or four people. And like, is this happening while she's running to the things are happening the while things are happening yes you quickly oh man see that that's the type of stuff that people enjoying the act aren't going to be thinking about like the logistics of everything um but okay. in the conclusion to my thought of the other thing is like i think a person needs to be flexible they need to be um they need to be good listener and they need to know that everything is burning when you are doing a show. It feels like everything is burning or flying or something's happening all the time, every time. And so that's why you have to be really flexible, really able to stand up well under pressure and be able to handle whatever comes at you. Cause you may have to help fix a situation you know nothing about when you're new. So there it is the easy, the easy answer to you. Anyway, thank you so, for that. Flexibility so is key. Yes, that's where we will wrap this episode for now. But thank you, dear audience, and we will see you next time. We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you.
Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.